You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is truly appreciated. You know, I'm not sure if we, Laker Tom, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not sure if we should continue to have Jamie Sweet on the program because the way he goes and <laughs> sets up these trap games for us, I'm not liking it, and I'm not liking it all. And in fact, the Lakers almost stepped into another trap set up by Admiral Akbar from our own Lakerholics.com, Jamie Sweet. But in overtime, completely took over which they yeah. should have done in the first place. And they ended up with the victory, 119-112 over the Oklahoma City Thunder in game one of a back-to-back game at home at the Staples Center. And here today to talk about the game with me, hopefully to help alleviate the headache I have right now, created by Jamie Sweet. That's a big headache. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, very excruciating to watch at times to see the execution i understand anthony davis alex caruso not there tonight anthony davis dealing with achilles injury alex caruso wasn't in there today at all there were some good signs people stepped up but still not a very good shooting day overall for the los angeles Lakers. no i think we've got this whether you call it regressing back to the mean or uh, ac and kcp no longer draining threes but we're really struggling uh, against other teams, uh, primarily because our offense is not putting threes down, and we aren't running plays. We're we're basically shooting at the end of the clock. It's it's the ISO LeBron game. Put LeBron off onto the side, and then we wait until the last two or three seconds to take a shot. And then at the other end, it's uh, it's like it's like the Matador parade to the basket. Points in the paint are killing us. Second chance points are killing us. Offensive rebounds are killing us. LeBron's got this thing where he's just making these silly turnovers that are just, they aren't even like going for a home run pass. They're just like, you know, throwing the ball right to people. But we still won. So that's all that really matters at this point in time. I feel foolish. I spent I spent a good deal of time crafting this article for Lakerholics.com on how we can get out of these uh situations where we play down to our opponent's level and uh sure enough 
And sure enough, we played right down to our opponent's level, you know, and uh, it's sort of like we're on a campaign to prove that on any given Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday or Saturday, any team can beat any team. But it was good that we didn't go to two overtime. So, you know, we're getting better. Maybe the next one we can, uh, maybe when we come back and play these guys for the second game, we can, you know, squeak it out in regulation time so we don't have to go to overtime. Uh, it's just very frustrating to see the Lakers continually <clears throat> want to make life harder for themselves. Yeah. Because that's basically what it is. I mean, it, it's not an issue of talent. And I want to give Oklahoma City Thunder all the credit in the world. I mean, this is a team, when you look at the roster right now, they maybe should have at best three, four wins tops. Right. Uh, I mean, this team is set up for future, the much distant future with the 15,000 draft picks that they have in the first round coming up. I mean, them and New Orleans and maybe a couple other teams, I think, uh, just have the majority of the I draft. I think it's going to be like a two, two or three-team draft, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of these days it will be for the first round. But it's it's just – I got to give them credit. I mean, they've got a new head coach in there, and he's giving this team all the will to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to go and put it on the backs of SGA – we're going to go ahead and go and make sure we try to provide young players a chance and opportunity to, see, to succeed. Darius Baisley, even though he didn't shoot very well, still gave his heart out with 20 points. Got some points. nice moves. He's got some nice moves. Got some nice moves, just didn't shoot it well, but still 21 points, 16 rebounds. Of course, SGA, the pillar for the team right now, 29 points, 10, 10 assists. Uh, 20 points for Diallo and 11 rebounds. But again, LeBron James coming through for us, even though he did not shoot well for the three-point area, right. did not shoot that well at all. Two out one of ten. One clutch three, three though. One clutch three. One he clutch really three. That. But, you know, he, still, he was very effective taking the ball to the hole, mm -hmm. got his triple-double, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists. Montrez Harrell came up big for us, 21 points and eight rebounds. Kyle Kuzma, not on as far as the shot is concerned, like so many others, but you know what? Played pretty good defense. A couple of great blocks, some good yes. assists. Wesley Matthews. Aggressive rebounding. Wesley Matthews, who we've been hard on on this show. Very, mm -hmm. very hard on, and justifiably so, because he hasn't played well except out of maybe one or two games. I know there was that one where he was six for six from the three-point area, maybe one other game at that. He I don't mind him off. taking those threes, though, because he's a guy that you have confidence when he shoots a three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and I can't say that. I can't say that about many of the guys on the team right now. If I had yeah. to choose a guy to to take a clutch three for me, West would be right up there with it. Well, he just passed Steve Nash for 24th on the all-time list with that last three, I believe. Mm -hmm. That was announced on the radio yeah. today. So you left, out, you left out the really main guy that I thought was the difference in the game. And who was that? Dennis Schroeder, man. Well, Dennis Schroeder, uh, again, it's something where he's gonna you're gonna enjoy it, and down the stretch, you're making clutch basket, but also making clutch clutch defensive plays too. Yeah, but them, also really. making fouls. Him and KCP coming up, uh, you know, scratching your head. I know one got overturned with Dennis Schroeder, but the next now, that one was a didn't great, that was a great block. Ball is on yeah. the hand when he yeah. Hit. But KCP making the the mistake foul <laughs> at the very end to go ahead and send really, it to overtime. You know. What were they thinking? I'm not sure. But Dennis Schroeder, a couple turnovers late, but also as well, some really nice clutch baskets. Again, with Dennis Schroeder, didn't shoot well today, but still 
did what he needed to do to get the job done. I, I, I really just am truly thankful that he's on the team. He's going to drive you nuts sometimes, but he is going to make it worth your wild. And uh, definitely, in the, I know it's coming up soon, his eligibility for an extension. The Lakers really need to look hard at seriously making a cinch for him. I know you're still trying to trade him. Still. Well, actually, you know, you raised an, issue, an interesting subject because I spent some time this afternoon and I, I put a post on Twitter and on Lakerholics.com looking at the Lakers salary cap challenges. And it's kind of funny if you just assume that the Lakers, based on where they're on the salary cap right now, we're at like 136 million and uh, we're under the hard cap of 138 million, but the salary cap threshold line is 132 million. So we've got probably around four and a half to five million in taxes that we're going to pay this year. So if you take that and look at next year, it's really alarming because first off, you figure we're paying $5 million because we're about five, let's say we're, we're three or $4 million over the threshold. Yeah. Well, we have Kuzma's extension coming up. Yeah. That's a $10 million bump. That means we're now $15 million over the, over the tax line. That means that we're going to pay for Kuzma, not $10 million, but probably another seven or eight in taxes. That's a well, seventeen it's, million it's dollar Kelly, It's it's not Kelly Oubre money yet. Now, no, but, is, but wait, but wait up, but wait up. If you give Schroeder a two million dollar extension to eighteen, and he probably wants more than that, and you give Alex Caruso a two million dollar extension, and then you look at the real big killer, which is THT, because he's only making one and a half now, and he's going to get at least ten million and probably more. But if you just give him ten million, Schroeder eighteen million, and Caruso four million, which are really probably lower than all three of them could get on the open market, you're now twenty million dollars over the tax line, and your income, your luxury tax bill for that twenty million dollars catch this is 45 million i get that laker tom but (laughs) you know we're not going to pay 45 million even the lakers aren't going to pay 45 million which means that you you either you either don't you either let schroeder walk or you let key you let tht walk or you work some sort of trade where you're trading with and there are a lot of teams that have salary cap space next year or you're making a trade to some team where you're going to save $10 million in salary cap by sending out a bunch of guys, sending out 20 million for a, for a, you know, sending out 30 million for a $20 million player. We're going to have a struggle to keep all three of those players next year. And that is assuming that you let Montrez Harrell walk. So the depth that we have right now is going to be hard to keep. It is. And you, and three you of those people are, are really gearing up and, Three of those guys really deserve to have some big raises and are, are and and unfortunately other teams are going to realize that and we're going to see I think we're going to see heavy people going after THT. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see an extension for Schroeder. I don't see how we can do it. It's going to be hard saying, you know what, Dennis, we can't make a deal with you because if that's yeah. the case, it's it's going to be another quality player out the door. And who you has- know, it, it, it points out the bargains that 
that you have that you have yeah. to appreciate. Markeith Morris at two and a half million. And, and these guys that are making two and a half and three and four million dollars, with the exception of, of Wes Matthews, they're only getting charged. The Lakers are only getting charged on a salary cap for a million six because the difference is basically made up by the league uh, based upon how many years they've been playing. There's a veterans minimum of a million six. And then anything they get over that is according to a scale that they have for how many years of service they have in the league. And the yeah. league pays that. Yeah. So it, 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 you know, enjoy the depth we have because there is no dreams that we're going to make it even deeper and it's going to be hard to keep the guys we get. And I understand that, Tom, but in order to go ahead and maintain a certain level of excellence that, you know, is now expected by LeBron James and also Anthony Davis, you are going to have to keep building a team around them. And if that means you have well, to buy I paid the bullet, $45 million. I don't know if Jeannie Buss would be willing to pay well, the You know what? I, I mean, all, all due respect to Jeannie Buss, but we're talking about a team that's how, you know, how much is it worth to Forbes? You know, it's it's the number one. Uh, that and New York Knicks are, are two of the it's top. Worth, it's worth billions. Yes, billions with billions. a capital B. Okay, so if that's it's worth the case, probably ten times what we just talked about, but forty-five million. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in the four billion dollar range right. at least. But right. I'm just what I'm saying is is that if she doesn't want to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to balk at that, and not being able to do what it takes to help this team stay at a championship level then sell the team. You know, it, yeah, it, I don't, the I don't Lakers demand a yeah. winner. I don't know. I, will anybody pay that much? I mean, because what happens is when you look at that last contract that you put on there, that last 10 million you put on there is costing you 25 million. Uh, you saw what the Golden State <laughs> Warriors were willing to do just to put Kelly Oubre on the team. Right. And if they had, if they had right now, if they were at where at the Lakers were at, they would be willing to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to choke on that 80 plus million dollars. Well, the, one, the, the one good thing that. the Lakers have going for them is that the Dodgers, <laughs> the Dodgers are spending money like crazy. Exactly. I mean, I, as a Yankee just fan, I just can't believe it. I keep, I keep getting so angry at Cashman for not willing to open up his wallet and well, stay you know, with the Dodgers. I mean, you, I'm down, I'm right. You know, my favorite team is right down the road in Orange County, down on that freeway at, at the Angels. They get three. Well, they used to, you know, before right. pandemic, used to get three million. You know, people coming in there each year, just like Chavez Ravine, just like the Dodgers. They have no excuses either. But yet they go ahead and put out year after year after year of awful starting right. pitching lineups, and because they do not want to go ahead and fork right. over the money. But when if you've you, got when you've got LeBron and AD. You might still be able to win. That's the difference maker. But the there. problem is they're they're so bright, especially LeBron, as far yeah. as the way he approaches the game. If he knows you're not spent or doing everything that you you do, you know, if you're not doing everything you can to go ahead and provide a platform for a championship team, he knows that. He senses well, that. I've always and, been willing to spend and other people's money to do anything for the Lakers. Nor the Yankees, for that matter. I'm going to but, tell you right uh, now. It scared me. It scared me when I was looking at these numbers, Gerald. I mean, I understand that, they, and I get that. They are once you get over fifteen million dollars over the cap, you are paying three dollars and twenty-five cents for every dollar you spend. I get that, and I understand that. That means a ten, that means a ten million dollar contract you add at that point in time costs you forty-two point five million. <laughs> So if you want to keep THT, $45 million. If you want to keep Dennis 
over somebody else, 45 million. If you want to keep Kuzma after you gave him a $10 million raise, 45 million. I would say Kuzma's probably on the block as far as this summer because you told me the kickers for now. Is there a kicker next year when it's no, um, what happens is what makes him difficult the way that that poison pill works is that for for the Lakers, they can only count three and a half million for him going but out. But is that now but the or team comes the, first the year? team that gets him has to average his extension and the three and a half million. Uh, okay. So it averages out to 10 million. So he's 10 million coming into them, which makes it hard to match salaries. But is the poison pill just for a year? Is it just for just, two years? Uh, it, ends, it ends at the end of this year. So okay. he can be traded at the summer of a $10 million. I mean, basically, I think what would be the logical step for the Lakers probably, and this is making an assumption. First off, you make an assumption that Harold's gone. And and that's probably true because he's going to get cap space from somebody. That's yeah. why he's invested with the Lakers this year. So Trez walks. And then you want to keep Dennis probably, and you want to keep THT. That means you've got to shave $10 million off the off somewhere else. And that means that you're probably going to look for a, you're probably going to trade. Maybe you trade KCP. You got three guys, KCP and Kuzma, basically, who are making $12 million. And maybe you trade the two of them for a player making 10 and a draft pick. Or maybe you trade one of them for a draft pick so that you save $10 million. And that allows you to keep THT and, and Schroeder. But you're not, you know, and, and AC, basically, his $2 million, you're going to keep him for whatever you can keep him. But again, we won't be able to pay people a lot of money. You won't be able to give big raises. Maybe somebody will force the hand and, and give TH. If somebody gives THT because he's he's got this stupid contract because he's only got a two-year contract, so he can actually be paid the minimum $10 million for the first two years, but he can get max money the next two years. So he could average out easily to a $17, $18 million contract. Now, the Lakers could postpone that for two years simply by because they have a choice of taking the average or the actual amount. So if he had a contract that was 10, 10, 25, 25, for example, they could take 10, 10 and postpone that for a couple of years. So there's some, there's some wiggle room. Okay. There's some and wiggle room. All right. So, you know, and so it's good to know that there's some wiggle room on THC because I don't think we're going to let the kid go. No. Um, but on the other hand, it's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to keep Dennis. Um, and I think that's why we haven't seen an extension. He's got until, I think, February 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. There's a deadline to the date by which he has to have an extension or or he won't get one. And if you let him go to summer, you cannot really resign him because it's just going to be impossible to do at that point in time. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. 
Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, so many decisions to be made financially. Again, don't ever doubt the fact that the Lakers ever go on the block, somebody's not going to pay four to five billion dollars for them because they would. I mean, you saw I'm sure they would, but Genie yeah. Boss is not gonna do that. And 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 as I said, there's there's wiggle room and there's make the, you know what they have to do is they have to find out they have to find a way to see they can make an unbalanced trade if they find somebody who you know they can send out more money and take less back. And that's that's fine as far as the Lakers side of it goes. And all they need to do is have a trade partner who has got cap space where they can use cap space to eat up part of that salary. There's probably 15 to 20 teams that have cap space next year. Everybody was gearing up for Giannis and all of these people, Giannis, LeBron and Kawhi and all these people to be free agents next year. And they're not going to be, you know. Well, instead you've got Victor Oladipo and, you know, and a bunch of guys at that level. Well, the reason why we're talking about this is because Dennis Schroeder and THT have both become integral pieces for the yeah. Lakers. Yeah. And with AD and AC out of the ballgame today, they prove their worth. Um, again, even if they didn't shoot well right. as a team, they still managed to go ahead and pull out the victory. It's kind of concerning. 23% from the three-point area. 46% overall, not exactly the way you want to get it done, but the Lakers did get it done 119 to 112 in overtime over Oklahoma City. And before we head on out, my friend, I know you've got much to write about here in the coming days. Although, like you said, it, you may have to tweak some of what you wrote. <laughs> but before we head on out, good defense, though. 39% yeah. that they held Oklahoma City to overall and 31 from the three-point area. That's getting it done defensively. But before we head on out, I want to hear what you're working on for Lakerholics.com. I've been worrying about the three-point shooting because we really have regressed to the mean. And and part of the problem is, is that that some of our best players have really been excellent at getting to the rim. And when you balance those things off, there's really two types of teams in this league. There's a type of team that basically has got a load of outside shooters that are just going to fire away and they're going to shoot, you know, 43s a game. And then you got the Lakers who are, you know, ranking in the, in the twenties, the bottom third of the league, as far as how many shot attempts they take. And part of that, what's happened with the Lakers is that a lot of those shot attempts are not coming from LeBron James and they're not coming from the West Matthews or the KCPs and the Alex Caruso's that basically are, and, and the THT's really are not primary three-point shooters. Their, their games are based on other areas of, of contribution. So the Lakers, you know, I, I think one good sign that I saw tonight was Matthews coming back into play and Morris. Because when you think about the three-point shooters that we have, the one problem with the nine-man rotation that Frank Vogel has decided upon up until tonight was that it left out probably two of his most reliable three-point shooters. And if you combine that with the fact that Caruso and, and Alex aren't shooting as well as they used to, and THT is really not 
primarily a three takes fewer threes than anybody else because of his ability to get to the rim. All of a sudden we're relying heavily on LeBron James being hitting from outside. And if LeBron's not hitting from outside, we have real problems. So it's going to be interesting to see what Frank Vogel does with the rotation. I liked what Wes Matthews did tonight. Um, and Vogel's always said that, that Matthews and uh, Morris will be in the lineup. But I could see us. I could see us looking to make some moves at the trade deadline, not only possibly to bulk up the center situation because obviously rim protection is a problem. We we rank second in blocks, but we also rank very low in the number of attempts that people get at the rim and the percentage that they're shooting at the rim. So, but I think three point shooting also is something that is important to, for us to consider adding to the team. So I think there's going to be some tweaking, and uh, you know if hopefully we, I don't know, hopefully we can get out of this malaise and, and really start to do it. And, and I felt very strongly that, that one of the things, you know, I was really happy tonight when, when Kuzma came into the game and Dalen came into the game, the first thing they did was to double the dribbler. And we immediately got a turnover because KCP rotated to pick up the guy who was rolling that, that Talon left and, and we got a quick fast break on it, but we only did it a few times a game. And I think we really need to to mix in doing things that are fun, doing things that are that 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 make the players be aggressive on defense, getting some open fast breaks and getting some running going into the game, because a lot of the time it doesn't look like it's fun. It's not fun when LeBron goes over to the sideline or AD gets the ball on the sideline and everybody else stands around. You know, there's not enough off-ball action to keep people moving and back cutting and so forth. And I, I, I real feel strongly that that being aggressive on defense and gambling on defense can have a big benefit to us both offensively and just in in getting everybody moving and active, you know, getting the adrenaline going so that they're not just standing around all the time. As soon as I see them standing around, it's almost like I feel like Jamie looking here and making an Akbar pro- prediction about. Jesus, we're in another trap game because that's what happens. It becomes a trap game. The minute we start standing around and and stale on offense, and and the, and soon as we soon as we basically aren't being aggressive and trapping and hedging on picks and so forth on defense, we're playing into the into the hands of the opposition. In my opinion, I think that we need to do things. You know, we need to play every team to a certain extent, like we played Denver doesn't mean that we have to press them the entire game or or be trapping and hedging and, and doubling the entire game. But boy, we should be mixing it in. So a third of the time we do it that we, you know, and, and throw some zones in there and throw some other things in there just just to keep the things mixing up and keep things happening. Because we're now we're we're playing we're playing so vanilla on offense and so vanilla on defense and so predictable that I think the players are almost as bored as I get watching the game. Well, somewhere in Southern California, Jamie Sweet is laughing at us right now for the trap he almost yeah, well, laid out for us. Stop making these trap predictions and get his butt on here onto the podcast. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You know, I know he has no more trap hand, predictions but... unless he shows up. That's yes. what I think should happen. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Okay. But Laker, Tom, it's been great having you on the show. Before we head on out, I want to go ahead and pitch three things I really want to go ahead and get across. First thing is the NBA Carousel. You want to go ahead and check it out on YouTube. Great, great show. Brand new. 
from Sideline Sports. You want to go ahead and check out the great work that they're doing. There's analysts from every team that stop by, including myself, that covers the Lakers, that stops by every now and then to go ahead and give reports on the team. So you want to go ahead and check that out. That's the NBA Carousel. Just type that in on YouTube and it comes right up. I also want to go ahead and plug a show that I just did that dropped worldwide on radio and also on podcast outlets everywhere. The latest pop culture cosmos where we cover the worst and the best of the latest Super Bowl ads that happened this weekend. So we cover the best and worst on Super Bowl commercials. So that was really fun to do with my daughter. Plus, we talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision Episode 5. We also had more to talk about with WrestleMania and more. And that's on the latest pop culture cosmos. And finally, a big, big shout out to our friends in the Qatar. Because the country of Qatar, they're listening to us right and left, Laker Tom. We're one of the top sports shows and the top basketball show in Qatar on Apple Podcasts. So big shout out to our friends in Qatar. We want to thank you so much for listening to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, making us the top basketball show in your country. We cannot thank you enough for doing so. But any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Well, we sure don't want to have a split with Oklahoma City. <laughs> no, we can't. I mean, because Utah is playing at a very high level. Yeah. We're still, They've got uh, a tough schedule, though. They've got a tough schedule yeah. coming up. Utah they're does. St- so They're still on the road, and I checked that out. Yeah. But they are still a half a game in front of the Los Angeles Lakers for overall best record in the NBA. Drop out of the top five and most of the uh, power rankings too. Well, you know, your favorite player, Paul George, has been out of the lineup the past right. two games, and they've dropped the last two games. Yep. Has that been a coincidence? I think not. So that's all I'm going to say right there. I think Paul George has been playing so well this season. I understand it's not the playoffs, but getting back to our all-star conversation, which you can check out on the Lakers <laughs> Fast Break channel, it was a great conversation. Some wild picks by Laker Tom at the very back end, and even wilder picks by Jamie Sweet. I don't know what he was thinking with Boogie, but Boogie Cousins, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I, I will just say this: you got to go ahead and check that out. It was a great conversation, though. Laker Tom starting, you know, I, I've got really not too much in complaints, even though it, <laughs> it was funny where you were like picking on AD all season long, but. If he isn't one of your starters, my goodness, got to be one of your starters. So. Well, I'm, it's, a, it's all a comparison of I know, what AD which... could be doing versus what he is doing. Yeah, okay, fair, I mean, enough, fair you know, enough. He's still the second best player in the league, in my opinion. Well, if I mean, as far as power forwards, you yeah, don't have that much options. So I, yeah, I get it. As far as the know, Western Conference. I could put him at center and he'd still be, you know, he's still the best center in the league when it comes down to it. He's the most, he's the prototype modern center because he can do all three things that you need them to do oh he, can score, and he can score at all three levels and he can defend at all uh, three levels oh yeah playoff a playoff nobody AD. else nobody else in the league can do that i won't disagree with you on playoff ad i'm saying right now he's no. not playing like it Jokic and Embiid are playing a level above him but yeah playoff ad is better at both ends of the floor. And we've seen that. And there's actually a banner that's proof of that. So I won't question you there. But right now, especially with Achilles injury, I'm a little concerned because, you know, he sat out today. Yeah. We're going to see how long that's going to take. I've as always far been as pretty sensitive to Achilles injury since I've had a couple. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not going to sit here and go ahead and blame him for that. So obviously we want him to feel better. Alex Caruso, want to see him get better too. So... Hopefully they'll be back for game two, a back-to-back with Oklahoma City, and that's going to be on Wednesday. 
guess when we'll be back. We'll be back on Wednesday to cover it all after the game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>